Well, we back. Uh, this will be episode three, season one, you know. Just trying to express who we are, how we are, what we are. And coming back because uh, I'm kind of doing the podcast from my phone. So when people call, they kind of interrupt. So if you're listening to my podcast, please wait to call me or actually text me. That'll be better. And also, my kids definitely interrupt. Quit so, running. Which is fine. Because I love my kids. You know, you're going to hear them in the background sometimes. And like I said, we actually making candles at this moment. So, you might hear the clinking and the eye going to tick and things of that nature. So, we're going to get back to a topic which we haven't picked a topic yet. Because, I mean, so much stuff to talk about in the world. We can finish uh, with kind of the family values, or we can go on to something else. It, it's up to you. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's finish with the family values, or <clears throat> I can say, what about? Let's talk about credit. 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 You know, uh, credit. You don't want to talk about credit? Okay, well, let's talk about, let's finish talking about family, family values and situations. That's cool. Okay. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You first. You first. Okay. Do you, do you think is... (laughs) This is what I hear, and I I, I learned I I, it, I think I heard you say it one day, and then I, it kind of like snug in me when I said it one day, like fussing at the kids, <clears throat> and it kind of dunned on me. So I had to sit with it, like like really really sit with it. Do you think it's necessary as parents? Do you think it's necessary as parents to ask your kids, you know how much money I spent on this shit? Uh, Is that fair? It's it's not necessary, but I have found myself doing it because it's a a hard cycle to break. Yeah. Because I was so used to being unappreciative of of the money or the things that were spent on me by my mama. So, I kind of took that same method and used it. But I'm working on it. I'm getting better <laughs> with it. And now I am working on it. So, you know, that's why I, instead of me saying that, I just break it down to what is it we doing? Like, when we look at the grocery list and I'm like, okay, what is it that y'all trying to get? And we need to stay in the price range because this is the only finances we got. So we don't want to overexert or go over our finances. Yeah. So basically, it's, it's kind of teaching them the importance of the dollar and also how to manage it. Yeah. Because that's something that I, I and I'm not going to say oh my, my mama didn't teach me. I don't think my mama had time to teach nothing. You know what I'm saying? So of her working like she was working my mama had time to teach us nothing. Yeah. You know all she could teach me is you got to go to work to pay the EB. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to do these. Yeah. So that's why I'm at with that. So now I we we as a couple married and have kids can actually one of us can always sit down and be able to teach them different things when it comes to financing. Like writing a check, even though checks ain't even gonna exist no more. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it's still a good lesson to learn. You know, in our era, checks had came back because checks actually been used for a long time. We just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But it came back and made a comeback. And now that it's almost, you rarely ever hear a person say they're going to write a check now. Now you hear, I cash app it, I, you know, uh, send it to you through my bank because all these different banks have uh, mm-hmm. apps like Cash App where you can transfer money. So it's a digital age. So I mean, it fucked my head up one day, and I'm like, my grandma's like, oh, I'll send you the money. I got Cash App. <laughs> exactly, because you wouldn't expect her to have Cash App, but what she doing is sticking with the day. Because normally, when I first met your grandma, she was writing checks. I write you a check. Yeah. I write you a check. Yeah. And now checks are obsolete. It's all about digital currency. And it's going to continue to be there. You know, that's the future. Mm-hmm. You know, whether people believe that or not, it's, that's the truth. Yeah, that shit real. Because I'm telling the first time I went to Dollar Journal, they're like, oh, we, we ain't got no coins. Fuck you mean? Who got our? Yeah. Who got our goddamn coins? You know what I'm saying? But see, <laughs> I went to the gas station yesterday and got gas. And they have a sign saying that they don't have money that you got it got to be digital you got to use your debit credit or card Mm -hmm. and i couldn't get mad because first of all i'm using digital currency yeah but if i had cash i would have been forced to go somewhere else yeah it's like i'm already there bro ham come down yeah I think we coming in a weird ass age like but it's an adjustment you know what I'm saying so we're gonna have to start trading loaves of bread and shit (laughs) (laughs) bartering but see bartering has always been around we just wasn't using the bartering system as much as a lot of other countries do Yeah. but I think that's gonna be a good thing and it's not necessarily like you said a loaf of bread you know because it's everything is coming scarce mm-hmm. so say if I need for instance the toilet paper craze what if I need toilet paper and I got three box three packs of popcorn or a whole case of popcorn I'm like listen I know you got a lot of toilet paper because you told me so let me I got popcorn and yeah, some people might say no. Some people might say yes. I don't think. But that's I, part of bartering. I don't think I trade popcorn for no TP. But what if you don't got no snacks and you got a lot of toilet paper? You would. That's true. But see, that make you kind of go back. Like it's 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 a not necessarily being like oh conspiracy theory this conspiracy theory that. But it kind of make you want to. It, it kind of make you want to go back and look at them old ass movies and shit. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing, though. Going back in the past, is that going to help you prepare for the, for the present or the future? Hell yeah, they were the first motherfuckers that said this shit was going to hit. <laughs> Just like, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite movies is The Day After Tomorrow. Is it, is it, oh, no, when the earth stood still. When the all that weather shit was going on, I just watched that recently, like probably about almost a month ago. And it's just like I was stuck on it because I'm like, oh shit, we just had two tornadoes morph, no uh, hurricanes morph into one, and you know what I'm saying. Then that year and when what was it, 2015, when all them tornadoes hit in in Tennessee in Chattanooga and shit. <coughs> 
Yeah, I think it was seven. Mm-hmm. It was seven. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was between five and seven. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was seven. I'm not going to say, because, you know, people, it's heavenly with this fact check thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to get my facts right, it might it, the number might not be correct, but it definitely happened. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing with a disaster, a natural disaster, that can't be controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, you can think about this. You can prepare right now and have a house full of toilet paper, a house full of food, and whatever you need, guns, ammunition, you have all of this stuff, and the tornado can come and swoop your shit just that fast. And everything you built and work for is gone. gone. Yeah. So you can't control things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying don't be prepared or don't try to get prepared. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is... Just know that preparing might not always work out for you in the long run. I think in another lifetime, <coughs> I was a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past you. You know, and, and it's not. And it ain't even got to be in another lifetime. Conspiracies actually happen. How? What? I mean, we we sit here and try to rationalize the difference. Because we don't want to believe a conspiracy actually happened. Yeah, because I remember that day. I, I remember it plain as day. We was me, you, and Dia was sitting out in the front yard. We lived in Highland Park, and I was like, "Man, some shit gonna hit. It's gonna be like a great, uh, the Great Depression again." Dia was like, "Man, yo, your ass is crazy. You know what I'm saying?" And then now look COVID. at us now. now, COVID. now. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, damn. Was I preparing at the wrong time for this time? You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy how now all this stuff that's going on. But I think that it's going to get so bad that we going to have to, like, literally depend on each other to the point where, shit, it, it, it ain't going to be like, nah, brother, I can't help you because you're black. It ain't going to be no color. It's going to be motherfuckers hungry and motherfuckers sick. Motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be like that. That's gonna be the the thing, and and it's it's weird because you go back and you look at the history of things. You know what I'm saying? And it could have been helped when you look at look at the government. But it's like we don't want to get no handouts. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like get a job. You lazy bum. But see, that's the misconception of what's going on with COVID. Mm-hmm. They sit here pretending like people don't want to work. A lot of people are working mm-hmm. and getting sick. And once you get COVID on these jobs, they're never allowing you to come back, whether you sick or not. If you test positive, they're like, you know what? You got COVID. You can't come back until you don't have COVID. You're never not going to have it. You know what I think? I think... That with this COVID shit, think about this. You you watch TV and it's telling you we in this together, but we not. And then you 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 go to the store like when they first started doing our Walmart's, how they doing our Walmart's? Mind you, we only got two, so I mean it's not no lacks nowhere in between the two. So you going in this Walmart, you get in county, it got all these blocks on the fucking floor. You don't realize how you look at shit. You pay attention to it, but you don't necessarily think you pay attention to it, but you do. This shit give you high anxiety. I think when all this shit fall out and we get to some kind of normalcy. It's not going to be no normalcy no more. 
well, yeah, true, but I'm saying it's going to be better than this. You get what I'm saying? And then I think we're going to have so many people that is going to suffer from the I'm scared of the go outside syndrome. Because that's what the fuck is going to be. I mean, but truly, why wouldn't people be afraid when that's all you see? That's another trigger. Yeah. You know, you got the political trigger, you got the racism trigger, and you have the sickness trigger. So, you have all of these different triggers. A lot of people not handling it well or not taking it well. And it's actually making people worse than what they were in the beginning. And it's not even in the sick aspect. It's just it's in, in the type of person that they are aspect. Like you said, you know, you already have people saying that they're afraid to go outside. Mm-hmm. Remember the girl that got pushed down at, at the, uh, at the um, protest? She said that she is afraid to leave her house. It's either I'm going to get sick and die, I'm going to get motherfucking shot by the police, or the Democrats going to kidnap me. <laughs> that's how I feel. But, I mean, that's 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 what I'm trying to tell Walt, that everybody so focused on trying to make things normal. At this point in life, it'll never be normal. The same way people talk about polio or the Spanish flu or any other, you know, virus or disease or AIDS is going to be like that with COVID. COVID will always, if ever, be in the history books. Mm-hmm. Just think about it when you have grandkids and they, you get to telling them about what happened in your life. It's like a, it's just a dark gray area. You had to stay in the house. You had to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I I think about this. You know, I like video games. I play a lot of video games. If you go back to Watch Dogs, I got that video game probably in 2008. And it was all about digital currency. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm telling you, it was about hacking to get digital currency. Yeah. Then I went from Watch Dogs to now Division. Division is a video game based on like what's going on now. Yeah. It's like a post-apocalypse thing, but with a virus. So everybody on Division, you gotta wear masks. You got these hot zone sections, and that's what's actually going on in the world today. So they dropped Division Two right before COVID. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's nothing but an extension on what's going on. And I don't know if the creator of the content aware of what's going on before it's going on, or was it a lucky guess, or whatever. But that's a conspiracy that I'm looking at. I'm like, damn, how did the video games know that this was going to happen before anybody because the thing is it's not about if it was a conspiracy or if it was a lucky guess or anything like that look at history but also too you also got to think about this we watch tv right we watch tv i mean well not us but just people we watch tv and we literally we suck in this shit Mm -hmm. if you think about every show when it talk about like that was the last show I watched was The Strain. And that was some months back, right? And this was before COVID. 
Yeah, that was from Foco. Okay. So, I'm watching The Strain, and it's like, damn, that's crazy. But then it's a show. It was a movie or a show before that and before that. But then you also have the history. If we don't, I ain't know shit about the Spanish flu until I watched, until COVID hit. Because I'm like, pandemic. I never knew the meaning of, I never knew, knew the name pandemic, the word pandemic existed. Because I never thought that there was a mass sickness that would go on. But the conspiracy theorist people was crazy to me. But now, going on history and going on, you know what you know now, it's just like, nah, them motherfuckers with the tinfoil hats wasn't crazy after all. Exactly. So it's like, damn, where they at now? They dead or they hiding or... But it all boils down to like what you said. You are what you eat and you live how what you see. Yeah. So... You know, the news is putting out all these articles about how black people are more susceptible to get COVID first and die first because of these underlining issues. But the last time I checked, being a diabetic, diabetes, Mm -hmm. you know, obesity, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, what else? Uh, Asthma, Mm -hmm. you know, any of these other things that's considered underlining issues wasn't a race thing because just as well as I know black people with, with, with that's a diabetic I know white people that are diabetic yeah. just as, no, as well as I know black people with asthma I know white people with asthma mm-hmm. so I think it's, it's not right that the media is just targeting this is, black people are more susceptible to dying because of their underlying issues but the same issues that you're saying is not just a black thing and they say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's more of, of a thing in black communities. No, it's a more of a thing in people. Because, come on now, you telling me black people are the only people that's diabetic? That's but, a lot. But if they're, like, like, that's why I hate to hear black on black crime. Because we don't hear white on white crime or, or China, Chinese Chinese crime, you know what I'm saying, or Indian and Indian crime. It's just like, why is it black on black crime? And that goes to show, like, say, say for instance, I thought about something one time. I watch a, a funny TV show, which more than likely a funny TV show on TV is like white people, you know what I'm saying, living living life, and it's cool, you know what I'm saying. It's funny. It, it's a, it's basically like, like friends. Yeah, like friends. Like friends. So. You turn, you 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 like, oh, let me go ahead and and and, and tend to my family, right? And you kind of get, you don't necessarily do it on purpose, but it's like, oh shit, I got to deal with my not friends. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like you got to detach from that shit, cause you black people have a hard time um, distinguishing fantasy from reality. Because we rather face fantasy. Because it's better than what our reality is. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's a, a, a fucked up thing. Because you don't realize that it's not so much so that you hate your family or you dislike them. It's you don't, don't. Okay. Um, you just... It's, it's not what you've been watching. It's not what's been making you laugh. It's not what's been satisfying you. It's not what's been filling you up. You know what I'm saying? 
Right. I think we need to learn how to grasp reality for real and be happy. Like, I'm not saying, like, your family don't make you happy. It's just, like, you, you feeding your mind bullshit. Like, bullshit. I think I was watching Shakana one time on, like, an Instagram post or some shit. And she was like, and it hurt my feelings. It didn't necessarily make me upset. It just hurt my feelings because it's like, damn, I wonder how many other black people feel this way. And she was like, oh, I want to be white. And it wasn't coming from a hateful standpoint of her hating herself. It just seemed like white people happier. Because if do you like necessarily like do you look at yourself and be like, this is happiness? Yes. At first, no. No. You see what I'm saying? And it's a hard reality to accept because it's like, damn, I really I re-, you know what I'm saying? Like at some point you wish you wasn't you because of all the hardships. And and just to see somebody that has financial stability, because she kind of got some money. You know what I'm saying? She's successful as fuck. And it's just like, she's like, oh, I wish I was white. How many other black people wish they was white? Because of all the shit. Like, people don't realize. But would that fix the issue? But, but see, that's the thing. You wish it was a different race. But just because you're going through a certain issue, being a different race might not fix that issue. Yeah, but see, the thing is, we watch these TV shows and white people, even though they be prostitutes, fucked up, smoke, milk, smoke, crack, drunk, drink, shoot granny in the thigh, they have a better life. Just being black is, is the worst thing. That's what's fucked up. Because it's not necessarily, because you got poor white people. You got white people live in the goddamn hood. True. But do they have a better life? Because they white. No. But do they feel that way? Do they... I I wonder do anybody be like, honestly wish they was black. Like another race be like, I wish I was black. Do, is it that you wish you was black or do you wish you... Could do the things that black people do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. With being black, I can't speak from yeah. another race perspective. But me personally, I never wanted to be white. <clears throat> I think for me, it was I just wanted, you know, other race to accept me as a black person. Mm-hmm. Because there have been plenty of times growing up and hanging around a different race of people that they wanted me to change who I was. And I think that speaks volumes because... You cool with me being who I am around you, but when I'm around people that you know, you're not cool with. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this one lady speak one day, and it don't make it, it didn't make sense to me because my mind wasn't ready to accept what she was saying. And what she said was, "The way we speak to ourselves is our reality. The way we think is our reality." Because you don't realize how much of the thought process is. You could want something, but you could not want the opposite. But you could think about the opposite more than you want what you want. And you will get the opposite. So, with that being said, you want to be successful as fuck as a black man. 
but you don't want to not be successful as a black man more. So what the fuck do you get? The in-between? The I'ma get it, I'ma not get it, I'ma get it, I'ma lose it? You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> but white people, I feel like they bring up, they teach their kids this shit. Yes. They 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 instill this shit in their kids to the point where they speak highly of their kids. And I'm not saying nothing black, bad on black parents because we only meet we meet our parents for who the fuck they is when we meet them. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like they 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 just as well as you just said, you know, you was focusing on the 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 bad things rather than the positive things. Our parents did the same shit as parents. You know what I'm saying? Even now, we could talk. You could talk to your mommy, and she'll be like, "Yeah, you know your ass used to tell up everything." You know what I'm saying? I mean, you be like, "Okay, what did I do good? What did I do good?" Cause that's what they want to know. And we be like, "Man, mommy, you used to beat my ass." Okay, well, you weren't talking about when I bought you that new game, cause it's you don't. But also, certain things that happen, like you said, me turn up stuff. Yes, I used to take apart a lot of things. But what my mama did not know is that I had learned the ends of the house of components, you know, soldering mm-hmm. and, and chips and all these things that <laughs> I wasn't learning in school because, <laughs> you know, I went to Deadwood and Deadwood computer class was just learning how to type and use different programs. It wasn't the hardware. It was the software, mm-hmm. you know, so I was learning how to disassemble VCRs and put them back together. What was missing? What did I need? Now, if my mama would have helped me, her... Okay, you remember the old pop-out VCRs where you put the tape in the top? Yeah. The spring came out the hinge. <laughs> so, if all my mama would have had to do was order a spring, and I would have been able to put it back in the hinge to where it was working right. But she didn't want to do that. So, what I did was to the old school clothespin. You know, it's not a spring, but it's a piece of metal in it. And you wrapped it around. I used it. I, I substituted. But obviously, you know, it's not going to pop out like a spring. You had to wiggle it up. You had to wiggle it a little bit. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But I learned at a, at, a, at, a, at a young age how to work on hardware. You know, as far as VCRs, computers, and video games. So basically, you saying if your mama would have looked at it from a, instead of this being a nuisance, she looked at it from damn this motherfucker is building on shit and learning how the ins and outs work. If she would have put you in some kind of program that would have necessarily helped you, it, shit would have went different. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so because at, at this point in my life, I love technology. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I don't hate technology. You know, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people are afraid of it. But obviously, we got six Google Homes and four routers and a printing computer. Computer. We got all of this technology around here. Yeah. And the cameras. I love technology. Mm-hmm. So, look at all the stuff they set up in our house, technology-wise. I know the software. I learned how to use it. I learned how to do the hardware. Mm-hmm. So, everything we got still exist to what we have accumulated all this different technology. And I tell you, like I said, we had this computer 
since 2004 or five. Yeah. And we just now got rid of it. And it's 20. We got rid of it in, what, 2020. Mm-hmm. So we had that computer a long time. Mm-hmm. But the upkeep on it that I kept on it continued. And it actually still worked. Mm-hmm. Like, I can plug it up and it will be able to get online and everything, even though it's that old. Okay, so with that being said, you as a parent now to three girls, and in all, out of all of us, is Sugar got two, two girls. We got three, that's five. Dion got two, that's seven. And then BJ, that's eight kids. Mm-hmm. As a, a parent, with all these kids what would you do different like would you take would you give your kids I think in the black community we do not give our kids the freedom to be who the fuck they are you know what I'm saying cause your child is who they are they gonna be who they is who they are you get what I'm saying so with your child having the having freedom like you you say like your mom if your mama would have put you in a program that Literally. I, it, it wasn't necessarily... I didn't say that. You said that. Okay. It wasn't necessarily about putting me in a program. It was if she would have worked with me while I was doing my thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> if she wouldn't have whooped you instead of... <laughs> yeah. You know, she condemned me and, 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 you know, forbid me to actually work on anything. So, for a long time, you know, I didn't mess with any technology. Yeah. It's like I had to mother it. Until I got my own shit to tinker with. Well, yeah. What are you doing, Mouse? So. No, we'll, I'll come and get it in a little while, okay? So, you. Do you okay. think it's. You think it's. I think it's necessary to let your kid. Because we was raised different. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, kind of free as a bird coming up. And I think. Uh, I think it's necessary for kids to be able to fly free like that. Or be able to be like, no, I don't like but this. But see, I don't stop them from using or expressing their creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, Lou like to draw. I never told her, you can't draw. I said, just draw on paper. <laughs> you know, that's it. You know, I don't draw on the walls. Don't draw on the beds. Don't draw on the, on the carpet. But just draw on paper. That's not stopping me. Stopping me like, you need to stop drawing. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that, you know. Because like, it's deeply rooted in her. Like Yes, yes. I, well, it's... Like as they say, skip the generation because I truly don't like to draw. Yeah. But my daddy loves to draw yeah. and can actually draw. Like I, I, I feel like this. If my daddy would have pursued that, he could be in a cartoon artist. And that to me, that that's what get me because it's like she ha- she don't really have a necessary relationship with your daddy, right? But mm-hmm. that shit is so... Like, I was cleaning up the classroom the other day, and, like, I'm going through the, her desk and stuff like that. Well, we back. Uh, this will be episode three, season one, you know, just trying to express who we are, how we are, what we are, and coming back because uh, I'm kind of doing the podcast from my phone, so when people call, they kind of interrupt, so if you're listening to my podcast, please wait to 
call me or actually text me. That'd be better. And also, my kids definitely interrupt. Quit so, Which is fine. Because I love my kids. You know, you're going to hear them in the background sometimes. And like I said, we actually making candles at this moment. So you might hear the clinking and the eye going tick and things of that nature. So we're going to get back to a topic which we haven't picked a topic yet. Because, I mean, so much stuff to talk about in the world. We can finish uh, with kind of the family values or we can go on to something else. It's up to you. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's finish with the family values. Uh, <clears throat> I can say, what about? Let's talk about credit. 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 You know, uh, credit. Mm. You don't want to talk about credit? Okay, well. Let's talk about, let's finish talking about family, family values and situations. That's cool. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You first. You first. Okay. Do you, do you think is, this is what I hear. And I, I, I learned, I, I, I think I heard you say it one day and then I, it kind of like snug in me when I said it one day, like fussing at the kids and it kind of dunned on me. So I had to sit with it. Like, like really, really sit with it. Do you think it's necessary as parents? Oh. Do you think it's necessary as parents to ask your kids, you know how much money I spent on this shit? Uh, is I that fair? I, it's, it's not necessary, but I have found myself doing it because it's a, it's a hard cycle to break. Yeah. Because I was so used to being unappreciative of, of the money or the things that was spent on me by my mama. So I kind of took that same method and used it. But I'm working on it. I'm getting better <laughs> with it. And now I am working on it. So, you know, that's why I, instead of me saying that, I just break it down to what is it we doing? Like when we look at the grocery list and I'm like, okay, what is it that y'all trying to get? And we need to stay in the price range because this is the only finances we got, so we don't want to overexert or go over our finances. Yeah. So basically, it's, it's kind of teaching them the importance of the dollar and also how to manage it. Yeah. Because that's something that I, I and I'm not going to say, oh, my, my mama didn't teach me. I don't think my mama had time to teach nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, of her working like she was working. My mama ain't had time to teach us nothing. Yeah. You know, all she could teach me is, you got to go to work to pay the EB. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to do these. Yeah. So that's why I'm at with that. So now I, we, we as a couple married and have kids, can actually, one of us can always sit down and be able to teach them different things when it comes to financing. Like writing a check, even though checks ain't even going to exist no more. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still a good lesson to learn. You know, in our era, checks had came back because checks actually been used for a long time. We just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But it came back and made a comeback. And now that it's almost, you rarely ever hear a person say they're going to write a check now. Now you hear, I cash app it. I, 
you know, uh, send it to you through my bank because all these different banks have uh, mm-hmm. apps like Cash App where you can transfer money. So it's a digital age. So I mean, it fucked my head up one day, and I'm like, my grandma's like, oh, I'll send you the money. I got Cash App. <laughs> Exactly, because you wouldn't expect her to have cash out, but what she doing is sticking with the day. Because normally, when I first met your grandmama, she was writing checks. I write you a check. Yeah. I write you a check. Yeah. And now, checks are obsolete. It's all about digital currency. And it's going to continue to be there. You know, that's the future. Mm-hmm. You know, whether people believe that or not, it's, that's the truth. Yeah, that shit real. Because I'm telling the first time I went to a dollar journal, they're like, oh, we, we ain't got no coins. Fuck you, man. Who got a... Yeah, who got all goddamn coins? You know what I'm saying? But see, I went to the gas station yesterday and got gas, and they have a sign saying that they don't have money. That you got, it got to be digital. You got to use your debit, credit, or card. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get mad because, first of all, I'm using digital currency. Yeah. But I'm if I had there. cash, I would have been forced to go somewhere else. Yeah. It's like, I'm already there, bro. Ham, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we're coming in a weird-ass age, like, <coughs> but it's an adjustment. You know what I'm saying? So, we're going to have to start trading loaves of bread and shit. <laughs> <laughs> bartering. But see, bartering has always been around. Yeah. We just wasn't using the bartering system as much as... <laughs> A lot of other countries do. Yeah. But I think that's going to be a good thing. And it's not necessarily, like you said, a loaf of bread, you know, because it's, everything is coming scarce. Mm-hmm. So say if I need, for instance, the toilet paper craze. What if I need toilet paper and I got three box, three packs of popcorn or a whole case of popcorn? I'm like, listen, I know you got a lot of toilet paper because you told me, so let me... I got popcorn. And yeah, some people might say no. Some people might say yes. I don't think But that's I, part of bartering. I don't think I trade popcorn for no TP. But what if you don't got no snacks and you got a lot of toilet paper? You would. That's true. But see, that make you kind of go back. Like, it's, it's, it's a not necessarily being like, oh, conspiracy theory this, conspiracy theory that. But it kind of make you want to it, it kind of make you want to go back and look at them old ass movies and shit. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing though. Going back in the past, is that gonna help you prepare for the for the present or the future? Hell yeah, they were the first motherfuckers that said this she was gonna hit. <laughs> Just like you know my favorite one of my favorite movies is The Day After Tomorrow. Is it is it oh no, when the earth stood still. When the all that weather shit was going on, I just watched that recently, like probably about almost a month ago. And it's just like I was stuck on it because I'm like, oh shit, we just had two tornadoes morph, no uh, hurricanes morph into one, and you know what I'm saying. Then that year and when what was it, 2015, when all them tornadoes hit in in Tennessee in Chattanooga and shit. <clears throat> yeah, I think it was seven. Mm-hmm. It was seven. I, I'm pretty sure it was between. Five and seven, so yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it was seven. I'm not gonna say, cause you know people is heavily with this fact check thing. Mm. So you know to get my facts right, it might it, the number might not be correct, but it definitely happened. Yeah. And I mean that's the thing with a disaster, a natural disaster. 
that can't be controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't think about this. You can prepare right now and have a house full of toilet paper, a house full of food, and whatever you need, guns, ammunition, you have all of this stuff, and the tornado can come swoop your shit <laughs> just that fast. And everything you built and work for is really gone. gone. Yeah. So you can't control things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying don't be prepared or don't try to get prepared. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what I'm saying is just know that preparing might not always work out for you in the long run. I think in another lifetime, <coughs> I was a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past you, you know, and, and it's not, and it's, it ain't even got to be in another lifetime. Conspiracies actually happen. I, what, I mean, we, we sit here and try to rationalize the difference because we don't want to believe a conspiracy actually happened. Yeah, because I remember that day, I, I remember it plain as day. We was, me, you, and Dia was sitting out in the front yard. We lived in Highland Park, and I was like, man, some shit gonna hit. It's gonna be like a great, uh, the Great Depression again. Dia was like, man, yo, your ass is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then now look COVID. at us now. now, COVID. now. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, damn. Was I preparing at the wrong time for this time? You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy how now all this stuff that's going on. But I think that it's going to get so bad that we going to have to, like, literally depend on each other to the point where, shit, it, it, it ain't going to be like, nah, brother, I can't help you because you're black. It ain't going to be no color. It's going to be motherfuckers hungry and motherfuckers sick. Motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be like that. That's gonna be the the thing, and and it's it's weird because you go back and you look at the history of things. You know what I'm saying? And it could have been helped when you look at look at the government. But it's like we don't want to get no handouts. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like get a job. You lazy bum. But see, that's the misconception of what's going on with COVID. Mm-hmm. They sit here pretending like people don't want to work. A lot of people are working mm-hmm. and getting sick. And once you get COVID on these jobs, they're never allowing you to come back, whether you sick or not. If you test positive, they're like, you know what? You got COVID. You can't come back until you don't have COVID. You're never not going to have it. You know what I think? I think... That with this COVID shit, think about this. You you watch TV and it's telling you we in this together, but we not. And then you 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 go to the store like when they first started doing our Walmart's, how they doing our Walmart's? Mind you, we only got two, so I mean it's not no lacks nowhere in between the two. So you going in this Walmart, you get in county, it got all these blocks on the fucking floor. You don't realize how you look at shit. You pay attention to it, but you don't necessarily think you pay attention to it, but you do. This shit give you high anxiety. I think when all this shit fall out and we get to some kind of normalcy. It's not going to be no normalcy no more. Well, yeah, true, but I'm saying it's going to be better than this. You get what I'm saying? And then I think we're going to have so many people that is going to suffer from... The I'm scared of the go outside syndrome. Because that's what the fuck is going to be. I mean, but truly, 
why wouldn't people be afraid when that's how you see that's another trigger? Yeah. You know, you got the political trigger, you got the racism trigger, and you have the sickness trigger. Mm-hmm. So, you have all of these different triggers. A lot of people not handling it well or not taking it well. And it's actually making people worse than what they were in the beginning. And it's not even in the sick aspect. It's just it's in, in the type of person that they are aspect. Like you said, you know, you already have people saying that they're afraid to go outside. Mm-hmm. Remember the girl that got pushed down at, at the, uh, at the um, protest? She said that she is afraid to leave her house. It's either I'm going to get sick and die, I'm going to get motherfucking shot by the police, or the Democrats going to kidnap me. <laughs> that's how I feel. But, I mean, that's 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 what I'm trying to tell you, Walt, that everybody so focused on trying to make things normal. At this point in life, it'll never be normal. The same way people talk about polio or the Spanish flu or any other, you know, virus or disease or AIDS is going to be like that with COVID. COVID will always, if ever, be in the history books. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. When you have grandkids and they, you get to telling them about what happened in your life, it's like a, it's just a dark gray area. You had to stay in the house. You had to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I I think about this. You know, I like video games. I play a lot of video games. If you go back to Watch Dogs, I got that video game probably in 2008. And it was all about digital currency. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm telling you, it was about hacking to get digital currency. Yeah. Then I went from Watch Dogs to now Division. Division is a video game based on like what's going on now. Yeah. It's like a post apocalypse thing, but with a virus. So everybody on Division, you gotta wear masks, you got these hot zone sections, and that's what's actually going on in the world today. So they dropped Division 2 right before COVID. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's nothing but an extension on what's going on. And I don't know if the creator of the content aware of what's going on before it's going on, or was it a lucky guess, or whatever. But that's a conspiracy that I'm looking at. I'm like, damn, how did the video games know that this was going to happen before anybody. Because the thing is it's not about if it was a conspiracy or if it was a lucky guess or anything like that. Look at history. But also too, you also gotta think about this. We watch TV, right? We watch TV. I mean, well not us, but just people. We watch TV and we literally we suck in this shit. Mm -hmm. If you think about every show when it talk about like that was the last show I watched was The Strain. And that was some months back, right? And it was before COVID. Yeah, that was before COVID. Okay. So I'm watching The Strain and it's like, damn, that's crazy. But then it's a show, it was a movie or a show before that and before that. But then you also have the history. If we don't, I didn't know shit about the Spanish flu until I watched until COVID hit. Because I'm like, Pandemic. I never knew the meaning of. I never knew knew the name pandemic. The word pandemic existed. 
because I never thought that there was a mass sickness that would go on. But the conspiracy theorist people was crazy to me. But now, going on history and going on, you know, what you know now, it's just like, nah, them motherfuckers with the tinfoil hats wasn't crazy after all. Exactly. So, it's like, damn, where they at now? They dead or they hiding or... But it all boils down to like what you said. You are what you eat and you right, you live how what, what you see. Yeah. So, you know, the news is putting out all these articles about how... Black people are more susceptible to get COVID first and die first because of these underlining issues. But the last time I checked, being a diabetic, diabetes, Mm -hmm. you know, obesity, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, what else? Uh, Asthma, Mm -hmm. you know, any of these other things that's considered underlining issues wasn't a race thing. Because just as well as I know, black people with that's a diabetic. I know white people that are diabetic. Yeah. Just as no, as well as I know black people with asthma, I know white people with asthma. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's, it's not right that the media is just targeting. This is, Black people are more susceptible to dying because of their underlying issues. But the same issues that you're saying is not just a black thing. And they say, oh, well, you know, it's, it's more of... Uh, uh, of a thing in black communities. No, it's a more of a thing in people. Because, come on now, you telling me black people are the only people that's diabetic? That's but, a lie. But if they're, like, like, that's why I hate to hear black on black crime. Because we don't hear white on white crime or, or China, Chinese uh, Chinese crime. You know what I'm saying? Or Indian and Indian crime. It's just like, why is it black on black crime? And that goes to show, like, say, say for instance, I thought about something one time. I watch a, a funny TV show, which more than likely a funny TV show on TV is like white people, you know what I'm saying, living living life, and it's cool, you know what I'm saying, it's funny, it, it's, a, it's basically like, like friends. friends, yeah, like friends, like friends, so you turn, you, you, you're like, oh, let me go ahead and, 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 and tend to my family, right, and you kind of get, you don't necessarily do it on purpose, but it's like, oh, shit, I gotta deal with my not friends, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like you gotta detach from that shit, cause you black people have a hard time um, distinguishing fantasy from reality, because we rather face fantasy because it's better than what our reality is. You know what I'm saying, and 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 that's a, a a fucked up thing because you don't realize that it's not so much so that you hate your family or you dislike them. It's you don't don't okay. Um, you just it's it's not what you've been watching. It's not what's been making you laugh. It's not what's been satisfying you. It's not what's been filling you up. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think we need to learn how to grasp reality for real and be happy. Like, I'm not saying, like, your family don't make you happy. It's just, like, you you feeding your mind bullshit. Like, bullshit. I think I was watching Shakana one time 
on like an Instagram post or some shit. And she was like, and it hurt my feelings. It didn't necessarily make me upset. It just hurt my feelings because it's like, damn, I wonder how many other black people feel this way. And she was like, oh, I want to be white. And it wasn't coming from a hateful standpoint of her hating herself. It just seemed like white people happier. Because if do you like necessarily like do you look at yourself and be like, this is happiness? Yes. At first, no. No. You see what I'm saying? And it's a hard reality to accept because it's like, damn, I really I re-, you know what I'm saying? Like at some point you wish you wasn't you because of all the hardships. And and just to see somebody that has financial stability, because she kinda got some money. You know what I'm saying? She's successful as fuck. And it's just like she like, oh, I wish I was white. How many other black people wish they was white? Because of all the shit. Like people don't realize But would that fix the issue? Mm-mm. But but see that's the thing. You wish it was a different race, but just because you're going through a certain issue, being a different race might not fix that issue. Yeah, but see, the thing is, we watch these TV shows and white people, even though they be prostitutes, fucked up, smoke, milk, smoke, crack, drunk, drink, shoot granny in the thigh, they have a better life. Just being black is, is the worst thing. That's what's fucked up. Because it's not necessarily, because you got poor white people. You got white people live in the goddamn hood. True. But do they have a better life? Because they white. No. But do they feel that way? Do they? I I wonder, do anybody be like, honestly wish they was black? Like another race be like, I wish I was black. Do, is it that you wish you was black or do you wish you... Could do the things that black people do? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. With being black, I can't speak from yeah. another race perspective. But me personally, I never wanted to be white. I think for me, it was I just wanted, you know, other race to accept me as a black person. Mm -hmm. Because there have been plenty of times growing up hanging around different race of people that they wanted me to change who I was. And I think that speaks volumes because... You cool with me being who I am around you, but when I'm around people that you know, you're not cool with. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this one lady speak one day, and it don't make it, it didn't make sense to me because my mind wasn't ready to accept what she was saying. And what she said was, the way we speak to ourselves is our reality. The way we think is our reality. Because you don't realize how much of the thought process is. You could want something, but you could not want the opposite. But you could think about the opposite more than you want what you want. And you will get the opposite. So, with that being said, you want to be successful as fuck as a black man. But you don't want to not be successful as a black man. More. So what the fuck do you get? The in-between? The I'ma get it, I'ma not get it, I'ma get it, I'ma lose it. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> but white people, I feel like they 
bring up they teach their kids this shit. Yes. They 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 instill this shit in their kids to the point where they speak highly of their kids. And I'm not saying nothing black bad on black parents because we only meet we meet our parents for who the fuck they is when we meet them. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like they 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 just as well as you just said, you know, you was focusing on the 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 bad things rather than the positive things. Our parents did the same shit as parents. You know what I'm saying? Even now we could talk you could talk to your mommy and she'll be like, Yeah, you know your ass used to tell up everything. You know what I'm saying? I mean you be like, Okay, what did I do good? What did I do good? Cause that's what they wanna know and we be like, Man, mommy, you used to beat my ass. Okay, what you weren't talking about when I bought you that new game? Cause it's you don't. But also certain things that happen, like you said, me turn up stuff. Yes, I used to take apart a lot of things. But what my mama did not know is that I had learned the ends of the house of components, you know, soldering mm-hmm. and, and chips and all these things that <laughs> I wasn't learning in school because, <laughs> you know, I went to Deadwood and Deadwood computer class was just learning how to type and use different programs. It wasn't the hardware. It was the software, mm-hmm. you know, so I was learning how to disassemble VCRs and put them back together. What was missing? What did I need? Now, if my mama would have helped me, her, okay, you remember the old pop-out VCRs where you put the tape <laughs> in the top? Yeah. The spring came out the hinge. <laughs> so if all my mama would have had to do was order a spring and I would have been able to put it back in the hinge to where it was working right. But she didn't want to do that. So what I did was took the old school clothespin. You know, it's not a spring, but it's a piece of metal in it. And you wrapped it around. I used it. I, I substituted. But obviously, you know, it's not going to pop out like a spring. You had to wiggle it up. You had to wiggle it a little bit. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But I learned at a, at a, at a, at a young age how to work on hardware, you know, as far as VCRs, computers, and video games. So, basically, you saying, if your mama would have looked at it from a, instead of this being a nuisance, she looked at it from, damn, this motherfucker is building on shit and learning how the ins and outs work, and she would have put you in some kind of program that would have necessarily helped you, it, shit would have went different. I believe so. Yeah. I believe so, because at this point in my life, I love technology. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I don't hate technology. You know, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people are afraid of it. But, obviously, we got six Google Homes and four routers and a printing computer, computer. We got all of this technology around here. Yeah. And the cameras. I love technology. Mm-hmm. So, look at all the stuff they set up in our house, technology-wise. I know the software... I learned how to use it. I learned how to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. So everything we got still exists to what we have accumulated all this different technology. And I tell you, like I said, we had this computer since 2004 or five. Yeah. And we just now got rid of it. And it's 20. We got rid of it in, what, 2020. Mm-hmm. So we had that computer a long time. Mm-hmm. But the upkeep on it that I kept on it continue and it actually still works. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I can plug it up and it will be able to get online and everything, even though it's that old. Okay, so with that being said, you as a parent now to three girls, and in all, out of all of us, is Sugar got two, two girls. We got three, that's five. Dion got two, that's seven. And then BJ, that's eight kids. Mm-hmm. As a, a parent, with all these kids what would you do different like would you take would you give your kids I think the in the black community we do not give our kids the freedom to be who the fuck they are you know what I'm saying cause your child is who they are they gonna be who they is who they are you get what I'm saying so with your child having the having freedom like you you say like your mom, if your mama would have put you in a program that Literally. I, it, it wasn't necessarily I didn't say that you said that Okay. it wasn't necessarily about putting me in a program it was if she would have worked with me while I was doing my thing Yeah. you see what I'm saying <laughs> if she wouldn't have whooped you instead of <laughs> yeah, you know she condemned me and, and, and you know forbid me to actually work on anything so for a long time you know I didn't mess with any technology yeah it's like I had to mother it until I got my own shit to tinker with. Well, yeah. What are you doing, Mouse? So. No, we're, I'll come and get it in a little while, okay? So, you. Do you okay. think it's. You think it's. I think it's necessary to let your kid. Because we was raised different. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, kind of free as a bird coming up. And I think. Uh, I think it's necessary for kids to be able to fly free like that. Or be able to be like, no, I don't like but this. But see, I don't stop them from using or expressing their creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, Lou like to draw. I never told her, you can't draw. I said, just draw on paper. <laughs> you know, that's it. You know, I don't draw on the walls. Don't draw on the beds. Don't draw on the, on the carpet. But just to- draw on paper. That's not stopping me. Stopping me like, you need to stop drawing. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that, you know. Because like, it's deeply rooted in her. Like Yes, yes. I, well, it's... Like as they say, skip the generation because I truly don't like to draw. Yeah. But my daddy loves to draw yeah. and can actually draw. Like I, I, I feel like this. If my daddy would have pursued that, he could be in a cartoon artist. And that to me, that that's what get me because it's like she ha- she don't really have a necessary relationship with your daddy, right? But mm-hmm. that shit is so... Like, I was cleaning up the classroom the other day, and, like, I'm going through the, her desk and stuff like that, and it's just... She getting so fucking good. She haven't been, like, taking no lessons or shit. She just, like, freehanding the fuck out of this shit. But see, what you don't realize is Lou is very intelligent and has the ability to learn. Just like, well, is she getting good at drawing? Lou is getting good at French. I told her this. I said, hey, have you been practicing your French? She said, no. I said, why? She said, I don't know. I said, don't you think you should practice your French? Well, because if I want to speak French to you and know English, then I should be able to, right? She said, yes. I'm going to start practicing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you think about what I'm saying, I can call her right now and start talking, saying French terms to her, you know, and she know what it means. Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. If you allow your child to grow because that's what it is they learning new things I think you know for me for so long me trying to teach her 
was more of a uh, 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 aggravating thing on her end because I would fuss it at her. Mm. I'm like, you need to learn. You need to learn. Yeah. Instead of me saying, okay, look, let's let me learn with you. Yeah. I think that make a big difference. Now, do you think homeschooling kind of change your perspective on life? It definitely do because me going to school, graduating and all of this and going high school, middle school, elementary school and then meeting a person grown that actually was homeschooled their whole life, it's a truly different experience and yeah. perspective. You know, like this dude was so happy-go-lucky yeah. and I'm like, but what are you so happy about? He was just like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. And I'm like, this ain't an AA meeting. This is work. <laughs> this is a job. Yeah. But I didn't understand because I was never homeschooled. So his outlook on life is completely different than mine's because of what I was taught in the classroom. And you know why? And it's fucked up to say it out loud, but it is. this is what it is. School is it's like prison. Yes. And for your kids to have to go to prison every morning, come home. Go to school. Go you, you said yeah. go to prison. No, I mean You can't go to prison I'm, every morning. Are you calling the school to prison? Yes, I'm calling the school oh, to okay. prison. They go to prison every morning, come home, and we wonder why they acting the way they acting. They have to do this at a certain time, this at a certain time. Mind the teachers, mind the principal. You see what I'm saying? Steer clear here, steer school clear there. got so political. You know, that's just like now they share lockers. I never shared a locker from middle school all the way until I wasn't going to Brandon. I had to share a locker. I never had to share a locker. I did. I had to share a locker, but eventually people just didn't want to share a locker with me. Cause... But that's, that's beside the point. I never had to share a locker. Because it's really that's the only privacy that you have in the damn school. Yeah. It's the damn it's your locker. Yeah. You know, so now they're taking that away from the kids. Mm-hmm. So now you gotta share a locker with you. You don't know what they bring up for lunch, you don't know what they got in their bag, you don't know what they got going on in their life. Yeah. So now say if they bring a drug dog into school and they search the lockers and they find a, a some marijuana or a blunt in the locker. Now you got two kids that both saying that this ain't mine. It ain't my weed. <laughs> Everybody's suspended. Don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Now, do you want to suspend both of them? Because don't nobody want to own up to it. But obviously, two kids ain't going to want to own up to it to the school and to their parents. Yeah. I feel like this, too. I know I was a, 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 a kid. Like, I was a, 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 I was a stickler for bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Growing up. Like, I always was into some shit. And I think, you know having parents of course a parent would want to be like nah my child wouldn't do no shit like that you know who the fuck you raising you get what i'm saying like you know who the fuck you raising that's your kid weed you know what i'm saying why throw a fit and shit you know that's that little motherfucker weed he stole it from you you know or you know who he bought that shit from you know what i'm saying i think people need to quit being so quick to being like my child wouldn't do no shit like that you know your child is a motherfucking a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I hate seeing that shit. Cause of course, yes, you would want to defend your child to the fullest, but if if your child did some shit, your child did some shit. But that's not the culture of what's going on when it comes to parenting. Mm-hmm. You know, you got people fighting and causing all kind of disturbance and disruption 
because they know their child wrong, but they don't want they they don't want to look like bad parents. So instead of them saying, "Look, you need to make amends, make this right, apologize, and, and take your consequences," yeah. they're like, "My child ain't do nothing," and you're like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I'm not." What I'm telling you is that both of our kids are wrong, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't have happened, and we need to fix this. But you don't get that. In the black community. And you, you truly don't. I know that damn Lucille. The first time I thought I experienced heartbreak in my life. I did until I found out my child was not my child when I wasn't around. You know what I'm saying? Like this. Exactly. But see, you never related that to yourself because you wasn't the same person around your mama or your grandmama or any parent or adult in your life. When you got on your own around your peers, you was a completely different person. Hell yeah, but then we grow up and we expect that child to be out that motherfucker. You was cussing that name. You know what I'm That's saying? That's like I saw we was in the car we were listening to uh, Tierra Way. Yeah. And I said, Lou, I heard you cuss. She said, so? <laughs> you know, but, instead of me getting mad and fussing about it, how could I be mad? I just wanted to acknowledge that I heard her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I wasn't going to get mad because how could I get mad because I played the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, she listened to it because I played it. And before the fact that you play it, we got to acknowledge the fact that... We cuss a lot. We cuss a lot. We do. We do. I, and I agree with that. I don't disagree with that. That's why I don't punish them for saying cuss words just off the whim, especially when they made. Mm-hmm. But like I told them, it's a time and a place. So you need to know when to use it and how to use it. Don't just cuss because it feel right to you because that's not right. <laughs> I cussed when it felt right and wrong, goddammit. I remember when, remember when duty teacher was like, I remember I kept trying to set up a meeting with her and she avoided me, avoided me and then finally, Lou fucking went off in the classroom. She was like, yes, I don't know what's wrong with Marnesia. And I'm like, well, okay, what happened? Well, she cussed everybody out. And I'm like, well, I know my kid and I know if she get to this point, some shit happened. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when she like, well, the girls were just being girls. Like, what the fuck does that mean? But see, that's, again, it's a cultural thing. Because you know, when bullying happened, and that's what killed me about Tennessee having the bullying. anti-bullying law. Basically, you saying that these kids were bullying my daughter, but this is accepted in the white community. Mm-hmm. So we should leave it alone. But how you gonna make a law up if it's not a problem? Yeah. But see, how could you allow people to bully my daughter and then her not defend herself and then try to tell when she defend herself, thinking that we are gonna punish our child? No, she has every right to defend herself. Yeah. It's like I told. I was like, you know, you saying you saying the girls being girls. You that's not. I know my kid. Like now. If it had been wicked, wicked, that's a different ball game. Cause she, she go ham. But Lou, you know what I'm saying? She had to be pushed, and she is like she a cool kid. And that's the thing. Like you gotta realize, you sitting up here want to run and tell me some shit she done did after somebody done pushed after her. Some, yeah. After something happened, which you didn't, you failed to uh, rectify the situation. You didn't intervene. Mm-hmm. You let it happen mm-hmm. because you. Live in a predominantly white neighborhood. It's a predominantly white school, mm-hmm. and you're white. And the children that did this was white. Mm-hmm. So you did their parents a favor and let this happen to my black child, mm-hmm. and thought that we was gonna take it sitting down. Mm-hmm. 
and that's what killed me when we pulled them out of school to go to homeschooling because they're like, oh, we're going to miss them. No, the f- no, you're not. You're not going to miss them. You're only saying that because y'all had this grant going, getting money off of them. Yeah. Now, if y'all had some other black kids to replace them, y'all wouldn't even care. And this the thing. This the thing. This this what I feel like black people need to get to uh, understanding on when it comes to their kids. I'm not mentally stable enough to handle shit that happened to my kid more than once in somebody else's supervision. Yes. I, I don't give a fuck how many kids in the building. Because when it comes to a kid, period, I can't watch a child. I literally... And, and, and motherfuckers is like this. I cannot watch a child be done wrong and, and go on about my business. Mm-hmm. I can't do that shit. Like, in my life, just... I could, it'll but it's hurt like me. that all the time. I mean, even in predominantly black uh, schools, you know, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's been plenty of time that the principal... I seen the principal be in the corner and see two kids about to fight. He turned the opposite way and walk out. Yeah. And you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're supposed to break that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they get into a fight, and then he miraculously run back, you know, after the fight over, and, and then he ready to, to issue disciplinary action. When you're like, whoa, you could have stopped this before you even got there. Yeah, why y'all fighting? You just... know, it, it's about the person, too, mm-hmm. though. And, and that's really what's going on in the communities. And, and it ain't really a black or white community, in all communities that people are not taking in consideration for the child's sake. Mm-hmm. It's all about what I want or I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's getting bad with teachers. Like, I'm not bashing teachers. But when I grew up, you know, we had teachers that cared. We had teachers that wouldn't allow you to get in trouble. Or they wouldn't send you to the principal. They'd sit you in the back of the classroom in the desk by yourself. Yeah. But now these younger females are, are becoming teachers and all they caring about is current events. Like, it killed me when I went in there. And dude was like, yeah, they were playing plies. They were playing plies. And I'm like, what? I don't even listen to plies. I like plies. Like his music. But I don't want to allow my kids to listen to plies. Just thinking back on my school time frame, I had teachers that literally it was no fucking nonsense. Yes. Period. Yes. And if a teacher dealt with you in any kind of way, it was justified because this teacher, her shit was validated. Mm -hmm. Like she had her stripes. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, like, yeah, I I, I don't know. I always want, I think once we had duty and once she started going to school, like, it just didn't sit well with me with with the school system because she just was different. And then you you get tricked into some bullshit really easily. And it's just like, damn, wait a minute. And and then, too, you get beside yourself when you go and, and you can't control what other kids consume at home. You can't control what other how people raise they how other people raise their kids and it's it's a weird ass standpoint because it's like damn i can't not i cannot my child could not know about twerking at at our house but she go to school in the bathroom it's a twerk face you know what i'm saying and it's just like what the yeah and these days the teacher damn twerking yeah 
You know, that's like when she was going out to now. That's well. That's when I think I had got fed up to the point when I went to go pick her up one day. I had I ain't go to work that day. I took a vacation day and I was at home. And he was like, "You'll go pick up Lou," and I was like, "Yeah." So I went in the building and uh, one of the teachers was, was telling one of the little girls, "Girl, your weed look fine. Who did your hair?" And I'm like, "Why would you, as a teacher, be talking to a, a young ass child, student child?" Who ain't nothing but like nine years old. And it's an elementary Like they're a grown woman. It's you know what I'm saying? It's an elementary And I was like, man, I can't believe she just said that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, what? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you talk to her mama and ask her mama that and talk to her mama like that? But obviously, you know, this this teacher, you know, I ain't going to say her name, was young. Mm-hmm. You know, she was probably my age or younger. Mm-hmm. She was probably about 30. Mm-hmm. So... She wasn't. She didn't come up with the era of how teachers were when we grew up, opposed to what they are now. Mm. And that's one thing I hate about it because, like, how you gonna call yourself a teacher, like over here at Okoye Middle, when you're not even teaching my child, you showing her a YouTube video in the classroom, sending her home, telling her to figure out how to do the homework from the YouTube uh, uh, video. Yeah. How, that don't even make sense. You you completely took you teaching out the middle. YouTube is your middleman. Mm-hmm. So now, what is it that I can't do that you doing? Because I can do the same thing. Actually, I'm doing more because now I'm, I'm having to sit down and watch the video and learn so I can teach my <laughs> child how to do it to actually get good grades. Yeah. So at this point, a lot of teachers not even teaching them. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I used to ask dude every day before we start homeschooling. Homeschooling them. Uh, what y'all do today? Well, the teacher turned on the video. He just watches you. You ain't believe the shit. The teacher told us to go get on the computer. You know, I'm like she didn't teach nothing. Mm-mm. You like you lying, little right? Man. And we like, oh, that ain't true. Then we talk to this lady, and she like, yeah, I, I played the YouTube video. Yeah, I told them to get on the computer. When are you gonna teach? Because mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm at with, and I'm like, how can you consider yourself a teacher when you're not teaching nothing? At this point, I'm more of a teacher than you. Yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. Up. Well, we got sixty seconds on this one. Well, we got a little bit more. It's say 60 minutes, okay? So we don't have to stop it. But we're going to stop and we can just start another one. I mean, basically, this we just have a conversation to have a conversation. We're going to title it, but, you know. So we're going to stop right here and we'll proceed with the next one. See you on the next one.